On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Plotter and how I use it to plan my novels so that I take care of all those huge story-breaking issues before I write a single word in draft. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out writingfright.com. Sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to have some resources coming out for authors, including whenever I find agents who are looking for new writers, resources that are extremely helpful. I'll also be sticking some of my flash fiction in the newsletter. So if you want some awesome, scary stories delivered to your inbox, head over there, sign up for that. Make sure you follow us or subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're listening to. That helps us bump up in the algorithm so more writers find us and we continue to build this community. And just for some social proof, let people know what you think about the podcast. Head over to Apple Podcast and rate and review the show. Let's get this going. Welcome back to Writing Fright. I am your host and fellow author, Tanner. And uh, it is great to be back with you and actually putting out some regular episodes for a change. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Writing Fright. I'm going to have some videos and things up detailing my process, how I'm working on things, and how things are coming with the projects that I'm doing, including all of the work that's going on with Haint. Currently, I've taken the manuscript back out and I'm looking at all of the pieces that were broken, taking the lessons that I learned from writing Fools and Corpses and actually getting things straightened out so that I can get that, uh, possibly get that out. So it is out of the trunk and currently being dusted off. Now I am going back and forth on whether I really want to get deep into this or if I want to move on to something else because I do have a few other stories that I want to tell and... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I just keep going back to this story when I really should move on to something else that would work instead of trying to fix this. But, um, I've got it open. I went back through with all of my developmental notes, uh, pulled my outline into plotter because I, I finished this project before I started using plotter, which is the program that we're going to be talking about today and started moving some things around, looking at what the problems were and what was taking away from the stories because I'm able to break down each of the plot lines, the character arcs, the subplots, and see what's taking away from the story and what was really breaking it uh, as far as making it a a story that didn't really have much commercial value as far as, you know, the business side of writing. When you When you put a lot of work into a book, when you put a lot of work into the projects like we do as writers, you do want to get something back from it. Uh, not just the the feeling that you get from completing a project, but actually get something from it. So that's where I'm sitting right now. I'm going to give Haints uh, until about the end of the week. I'm just going to work the hell out of this plot and see if I can get it dialed in from the vacation that I took last week where I was doing some scene stuff up in the Smokies around the area where Haint is, uh, is set and taking, again, what I've learned from writing these other books since I've finished Haint. I think I can get it to work, and uh, again, I'm going to try this week. If not, I'm going to move on uh, to my next horror novel 
and try to get that knocked out in in six months. I I want a good, decent story in six months. I want to get to a place where I know once I do publish, I can keep publishing regularly at least two books a year in the uh, in the horror genre. So that's currently what I'm working on. We've also got several author interviews scheduled. So we've got some folks coming in from um, some various small presses, a couple of uh, self-published, indie-published authors, and really making this podcast a hub for indie horror, which I am super excited about because there are some great things that are coming out from the various small presses and from individual authors themselves, which is is my plan, so that I can control my backlist uh, and build a career so that I can stay in horror and um, you know make it something that I can do and spend a lot of time with without taking away from from other things. Anyway, getting into today's episode, uh, we are talking about plotter. So kicking off to the uh, or kicking it back to the the last episode where I went over the pieces of software that every author needs. Starting off in that very first phase in the planning phase, I use two pieces of software. I use Monday for my project management, and then I use Plotter to actually plot my stories. Uh, build my character sheets and do all that. Monday, I, I think that episode went as in depth as we need to as writers into Monday itself. And I'm going to go ahead and just jump into Plotter. Uh, this is an episode that I've actually wanted to do before getting into the the software stuff with breaking those down. It's just it's a very powerful system. It's helped me immensely. In, in making short stories, in getting my novels together, it helped me finish up Fools and Corpses faster than anything that I've ever worked on before, which was incredible because I was able to work out so many issues in the planning phase instead of doing what I did with Haint and the things that I wrote before Haint, writing out an entire draft, getting finished, and having this broken story that after three or four revisions still didn't work. This gives me a map, and it not only gives me a map, it gives me something to look at in in a one shot, one sheet, one page, where I can see where everything falls. If there's problems with pacing, it's obvious. If there's problems with story or character development or things that are story beats, that are peaks, are peaking when they should, and the valleys are happening when they should, so that the experience is enjoyable for the reader and while I am telling a different story and I'm trying to do some new things the actual flow and the way the story reads is familiar to the person reading it which makes them want to push on and complete it plotter for authors it's a subscription-based program so you'll pay monthly you'll pay yearly I pay yearly so that I don't have to worry about it and it's for developing stories I know a lot of you out there prefer to free write I've tried to do that, but I found that if I go ahead and plan ahead, my story flow is just so much smoother when I sit down to actually draft it. I can see big issues and uh, be able to address them before I actually draft a single word. And that's how I was able to finish Fools and Corpses so quickly. I had some major issues with that, but I was able to dial in on them, find the resources, and build, you know, build my skill to be able to fix those issues and build my understanding of story structure and plotting to be able to fix those issues before I sat down to draft at all. 
Um, Plotter, some of the, the features inside of the system that are a huge help are the templates. So if you're a brand new writer, you're wanting to write to market, but you're not really sure you know, what the story beats are, what are readers expecting in that genre. One, read a shit ton of mysteries and a shit ton of, uh, of cozies or a shit ton of horror, specifically Haunted House or Slasher or whatever subgenre you're going to be in. Just go ahead and get familiar with that by reading the books. But Plotter also has templates. And this isn't a cookie cutter thing. You're not stealing anything. This isn't AI. This isn't anything that would affect your voice with a story. What it is is a, a template that shows you where various things should fall. Where should your 25% be? What are some ideas for the uh, the conflict or the call to action in that 25% mark? How should you end Act 1 and how should you begin Act 2? What's something that should happen to your character around the midpoint so that it doesn't get soft? How do you weave in subplots and where should the, the plot points and the story beats for the subplot fall in relation to the beats of the, the main plot? Having those visual representations that were made by other authors and authors who use those in their actual writing was immensely helpful in, in learning story structure. I played around and wrote a couple of stories using the templated outlines that were in Plotter, and then I started making my own. And that's that's how we learn as writers. So currently I make my own templates, but those were insanely helpful. Some templates that I do use, they also have templates for character sheets, scene sheets, for notes, for um, anything that you need to keep hold of while you're building your world. You can drop in some photo files, for pictures of your characters. I like to use maps, and I'll actually use Google Maps, or I'll use a map of a city that I'm familiar with, or something that I'm taking my inspiration from for the uh, for the landscape, for the layout, where the houses are, so I know where my characters are going, where the sun's rising, where the moon would be, so the shadows are going in the right way. These are all things that add to the uh, the realism of your story, and you can store those photos inside of Plotter. And there's also these scene tags that'll allow you to keep track of your characters. What point of view are you using in the scene? Who are the characters that are in those scenes? Is somebody being used more than someone else? Is that taking away from the story or adding to the story? These are all things that as a free writer or as someone who was kind of stuck in the middle planning four or five scenes ahead, I didn't have that until I was finished. I had to go back and actually physically reread the story and build the outline from the story, move stuff around and build the extended outline that I used to do the um, the drafts for the haint. Now, I do all of that work up front. Um, so my process in using Plotter is I'll, uh, I'll give myself about, uh, about three weeks to plot out the story. And this is plotting and research because there are things that are going to pop up while I'm plotting that I can quickly research through um, books that I've collected uh, or that have been gifts for uh, I, I use a lot of southern folklore uh, for inspirations for my my monsters and my ghosts so I can research those find out what's going to work as far as you know what are what are some some actual ways that people believe that they could deal with supernatural elements in the south how is that going to play into the story and I can look at my sheets or look at my timeline to see like where that's going to fit in but first off, I start with my premise. I hit a little bit of research. 
I find something I want to latch onto, and I'm like, man, what if? And the first question I ask is, what if uh, this particular monster was real? Um, how could it be real? Um, why would people from the 1930s or the early, uh, excuse me, late 1800s believe this specific thing about a creature that, and this may or may not be true. How can I play with this? How can I update this? Um, how can I create the monster that created the legend? And what is it going to do? Who's going to run into them? Uh, is this going to be a family? Is this going to be people out hiking? Is this going to be... Um, a vacation? Is this going to be a cul-de-sac or, or, or something where, where something shouldn't have been built? Is this going to be a man-made horror or is this going to be something that is natural or elemental or a force that my characters just get in the way of and unfortunately they are wrong place, wrong time? So I do all of this at the front and I find my premise and uh, the premise of Haint. We'll go ahead and use this. I'm not sure if I'm going to move forward with the story, but we'll we'll use it because it's literally what's popped up on Plotter right now. The Garners are in a cabin. The Haint was awakened by the construction on the uh, on the property. I know it's a uh, it, it's a story that's been done a lot, but it's been done a lot because it works. And now the uh, the Haint is after. Dylan and his family. So that's my premise. Like, how's that going to work? Who are the characters that are going to need to be there? What's going to need to happen for this story to be able to flow? So from there, I've got my premise. I develop the basics of my characters. Like, what are the, the basics of their personalities? Um, how are they going to react to things? What's a little bit about their background? And it's just enough to get started. Because if you, if you think about the story, I am starting at a... 9,000 foot view and I'm looking down on the story doing the characters same thing broad strokes with it and then I'm going to get into the plot of let's talk about the opening so what's the opening where does the story need to start and I'm going to write that uh, into plotter in the timeline just uh, that'll just be like one sentence or a couple sentences or a paragraph of what that scene is in my head what needs to happen I'm going to go to the 25% mark and I'm going to look at um, how do I need to close out act one and how do I need to open act two. And I'm going to put those two scenes in there and just a little bit of detail there. Moving on to the 50% mark, most commonly you're going to have some sort of shakeup that changes the flow of the story. What is that going to be? How is it How is it going to be sh uh, shaken up? Is it going to be a positive? Is it going to be a negative? This is horror, so you can kind of guess where that's going to go. Um, then we move into the 75% after, generally speaking, there's been some sort of a loss, or again, there's some sort of dramatic event that happens between the protagonist and antagonist. And then we're going into the climax and conclusion. And I write the climax and I, and I write the conclusion. After the climax is written, that generally gives me a lot of detail about the front of the story. And in going through this, this is a few hours. This is, this is not taking days and days. So these are the big parts of the story as far as how it's going to flow. Um, when I'm doing this, I'm not just doing it in plotter. What, I'll, what I generally do is I have these sticky notes and I write them down in order, and then I start going through and saying, okay, so to get from this scene to this scene, what needs to happen? Okay, well, you know what? It would be really cool if 
this happened earlier in the story, and I'll write down on a sticky note, and I'll stick it uh, toward the front, and I'll have just kind of a chain of sticky notes, and when I get it to about where I want it there, I move back over to Plotter, and I put that into Plotter into the timeline. And so that is my main plot, and that's several scenes. So like right now, I uh, I went through and pulled out the important stuff from Haint. It'll be a total rewrite, uh, but I went through and I pulled everything out from that. I put it into, uh, d ran through that outline again, updated characters, updated the plot, put it back into Plotter, and later today, I'll actually be going through and weaving in the subplot. So those are the big things of the plot. And that got me through about, uh, wow. So that got me through 16 solid chapters of story. Um, the subplot adds a deeper element. It needs to flow along with the, the actual story. And in that, uh, I, I forgot to mention, in building out that main plot, that's where I really find the theme. And I start off with a couple of themes in mind. And the one when I'm looking at the story as it's built with all of the main things there uh, in that rough outline, it gives me an idea of the theme. Once I have the theme, I go back in, and in each of the individual scenes, I can open up the sheet. And if you're using Plotter, you'll um, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say I open up the scene sheet. And I put those in as paragraphs and bullet points of what needs to happen in that scene, how it ties to the theme, how it ties to the conclusion, and what the actual conflict between the characters is. And this is where we build out a little bit more of the characters because we learn about the characters through their conflicts with each other. Um, with Dylan and Mercedes, there's an obvious conflict. There is conflict between um, Rachel and Dylan. Um, there's a little bit of of distrust and maybe some uh, naive, naivete between uh, Rachel and Mercedes. And each each of the the characters, and there, oh God, there's a ton of animosity between um, James and, and Mercedes. But these little pieces of conflict also help me fill out the character sheets more because the co uh, conflict, the reason that my characters are in conflict is the, um, it, it tells me about their core values and their core values tells me about their character and, and them themselves. That helps me go deeper into writing how they're going to react in the scenes. I don't write out dialogue and stuff. Um, but I do write the feelings that my characters are feeling, the what they are looking to emphasize, and what the goals of each of my characters are from scene to scene. Uh, also, the main overall goal at this point for each of the individual characters is pretty clear to me. I go back in the character sheets and I update the character's goal. What do they want long-term to happen from the start of the story to the end of the story? And that gives me their arc. So I go back to the timeline, I look at the scenes, I look at how it ties to the character arcs, and this is where I get my subplot. And I was torn between two, but I think I've settled on one subplot because it gives the strongest character development for one of the, one of the three characters. It takes a little bit of the weight off the shoulders of my main protagonist and gives me some more interesting point of view changes and shifts that also helps with pacing. Again, this is all before I actually write the story. And so then in another line, down below the main timeline, I can start another one. And I can see what the peaks are. What is the uh, the plot line for the subplot? 
is it going to tie with the main conclusion or do I have another conclusion that needs to be wrapped up just before the actual final fight? And so I do all of this and I go through and I make several passes over about three weeks and then I know how long my story is. I know what every single scene that has to be written is and I can send that off if I want to to my editor for a developmental edit of my timeline before I write. If I missed any major issues with plot or character development, or I am way off from the market, my editor can go ahead and tell me I can fix it, and then I start drafting the story. Now, at the end of this, uh, I know that I am writing to market. I know that I'm going to try for myself. I try to stay around 65,000 words. Um, to get to 65,000 words in that number of scenes with a thriller pace, I know that I'm looking at a certain word count per each scene. That gives me my word count for the book. That gives me some parameters to stay inside. And this works for me. I started off writing for magazines. So I wrote articles for magazines. I had to get complicated, complex thoughts across inside of a small window in the column that I wrote for a magazine. And then the, um, the freelance stuff that I did for another, uh, another couple magazines. So I'm used to writing to word count. That's helpful for me. It might not be helpful for you, but that helps me plan out my project because I know how fast I write. So I then go back into Monday and I update the timeline to update the drafting phase. At the end of that drafting phase, I put a buffering phase in for um, uh, for feedback from alpha and beta readers. My alpha reader is, is Kristen. When, as I finish chapters, I'll give them to her. But I'll go through the drafting uh, phase and plan that out. That will tell me when I need to have this ready to send to a developmental editor. Roughly about 30 days after that, it's going to go to the line editor. And roughly about a couple weeks after that, it's going to go in for proofreading and be done. So that helps me set the timeline out inside of Monday. And then I try to stick to those with my writing goals and my deadlines. So that's my planning phase. That's how I plan novels. That's how I use Plotter. And it is a powerful tool. That is not all of the features that you're able to use inside of Plotter. But that's what I use. Oh, and when the planning's done... It exports everything from Plotter into Scrivener for my drafting phase. And then I use Scrivener and traditionally Pro Writing Aid. But uh, as of this week, I am trying out AutoCrit. So I'll let you know how that goes. The next episode uh, in this series will be dropping in about two weeks. And I'll let you know between Pro Writing Aid and AutoCrit which one. I'm leaning more towards for uh, for fiction writers, but that's my process. That's how I plan, and then it gets moved over into Scrivener for drafting. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. If you have any questions about Plotter, feel free to reach out. You can email me at writingfright at gmail.com. You can check us out, the new website, at writingfright.com. Head over there. You can follow us. Uh, you can sign up. Uh, to follow the website so that you get the newsletter. You're updated when blogs come out, and I am going to stuff that with resources for horror writers, including when I find agents who are looking to take on new horror writers, um, some interesting submissions that pop up. I'll also be sticking some of my own flash fiction in there 
so that you guys can finally read a little bit of, of the the fiction that, that I'm writing. You've been uh, following and listening to the podcast so long. I finally found a way to get that fiction out to you from me. So just head over there, writingfright.com, sign up for the newsletter. All that'll be in there. You'll also be alerted when new blog posts drop. I'm not going to spam you. It'll just be stuff that uh, that you need. I will see you in a couple weeks. We do have some author interviews popping up, so I will be dropping those in between these episodes. Looking forward to talking to you. And until we speak again, enjoy the process. <laughs>